Welcome to episode 68 of the Collector's Quest podcast. On this episode, we talk about if it's the right time to collect for the Wii U or not. And if you're going to collect for it, some of the things you need to be aware of, what games you need to look for. We go kind of in-depth. If you have any questions about this, feel free to hit me up. I also have a list for anyone who needs it of what the games are before we get to the episode. Same thing I ask every week. The thing you can do that will really help us is just go to iTunes and click a nice review for us. That's what pushes us up, gets people to notice us outside of Instagram. We would really appreciate that. Thanks so much and stay tuned. One final note. Rest in peace, Chris Cornell. Truly, nobody sings like you anymore. Welcome back to another episode of Collector's Quest. I'm Kat here with Johnny. Yo, Kat, how's it going? Good. It's sunny and warm, and it feels like summer, so it's excellent. Oh, yeah, it's uh, sunny and warm here, too. Hooray. Oh, I don't doubt it. You're in California. 
Yeah, it's, you know, blah. <laughs> okay. Blah. Bleh. Oh no, the sun is shining and it's warm and sucks. I know, everyone's like, shut up. You can't complain about that, I'm sorry. Oh, I, oh no, I'm sorry, cat. I can. <laughs> no, no, you can't. Yeah, I can. Uh, have you have you seen my pasty white skin? Do you know what the sun does to me? <laughs> I am also very, very, very fair, so I probably can sympathize. <laughs> All right. Well, I well you you live in Canada where the sun rarely touches you. <laughs> I I'm a delicate moonflower in a land of sunshine. <laughs> okay. Yes, I will give you that. You have it worse. Yes. All right. And for anyone who didn't just catch that, yes, I did call myself a delicate moonflower. In a land of sunshine, yeah. Okay. okay. Cool. cool. All right. I don't know where those words came from, but they somewhere. Uh, uh, how's it going? I'm not touching that one. I'm just gonna leave it be. No, nope. <laughs> fine, fine. There's no good way out of this, so let's just transition. Hey, what are we talking about? <laughs> well, last week um, we had talked about a subject, and you were telling me about a new subject, and that they kind of parallel each other, and that was that you feel that the Wii U and the N64 somewhat parallel each other. So why don't you tell me why? Okay, well, yeah, I was. And the reason we were even talking about the N64, because I was talking about some of the feedback, I got some spicy, spicy <laughs> messages, and I, I love that. I, I love that people were spirited and into it and talking about it. And I can take the criticism and I can take the heat, so don't don't be afraid of hurting my feelings. It was fine. Someone called me a dumpster fire, and I just laughed because <laughs> I yes. called the N64 a dumpster fire. And I just got a private message from someone named Nintendo64 Rocks Forever, something like that, said you're a dumpster fire. So <laughs> I had a, I had a good laugh over that. That made me chuckle. Um, but. People were like, oh, but it was so important and this and that. And I want to just clarify. I didn't say the N64 wasn't important. It was a very important system. It did a lot of important things. We even acknowledged the analog stick. We acknowledged Rumble. We acknowledged 3D. I did all of those things. Absolutely. Probably more important than the Super Nintendo in terms of where where the leap was in gaming and what fell after it. But the library is still only the top of the library is good, and that top is very small, and the library is small, and most of those games are garbage. Okay? okay. And they don't hold up well. And I feel like lots of those games got new iterations on later consoles or straight-up HD remakes because they these versions that don't hold up well, people still want it. Like, the ideas were good, but the execution was bad due to hardware limitations. That's That's not any developer's fault you can't hold the game back and say oh it's just bad because it looks bad i mean you have to judge it in and of its time which i also said but i feel like all these games there were like half ideas that were done much better later so it doesn't the thing that separates that it's not that i'm judging it against that but i don't want to come back to the n64 because those ideas are better realized elsewhere so my replayability for those things those games uh, doesn't really exist like Mario Kart I know you like to go play Mario Kart your cousin and stuff and like Mario Party I wouldn't do that I would go pick up Mario Kart on the Switch because I just feel like if I'm going to play that game that is the best version of the game if I'm going to play Smash Brothers I might replay it on game uh the GameCube because I have some nostalgia for that and I'm I'm hoping I don't have to bust out the Wii U version I'm actually hoping it comes to the Switch so I can play it there 
So and that, okay. that we get a new, better version. That's why. I just there, there's that fine line there, and I know it seems uh, to not exactly sync with what I've said, but it, I, I do find there to be a distinction there. Okay. At least for me. Anyways, but yeah, I do feel like the Switch, uh, not the Switch. I'm sorry, the Wii U parallels the N64 pretty interestingly, and that's going to be our topic today. We're going to talk about is it a good time to collect for the Wii U? So the N64 came out after a very successful system and didn't do as well as it could have. It had a very small library after the Super Nintendo library. So you've got like, you know, less than 300 games versus the over 700 games of the Super Nintendo. And then with the uh, the Wii U, we have, you know, 160-ish games, 162 possible, or maybe 165 possible. Uh, and the Wii, which was doesn't matter what you think about the Wii. We all agree. It's not not a great system, but again, it did some important things. It was successful. By any metric, you and I apply to it as gamers or collectors. It was a successful system in the market. I don't think it did a lot as far as like creating great games or having a great library. I wouldn't say, God, I love the Wii, and we should all go play it. But it was <laughs> wildly successful. So you have to separate your gamerness or your collectorness from the fact of what it actually touched in the market. Super successful. Very akin to the Super Nintendo being very successful. And then this, you know, Wii U comes out with this tiny library and is a failure system after a very successful system. So they're, okay. they're that kind of thing. And when people started collecting the N64, the Super Nintendo and the Nintendo were, were kind of booming. The Super Nintendo library was too big, so it was kind of daunting. The NES library at the time, this is like 2008, was, you know, really getting expensive and people weren't quite sure what to do with it yet. But the N64, those generation of people were coming out, it was relatively cheap. You know, you could get in and the library wasn't that big, so it led people to, to start collecting for that heavily. It started to boom, you know, and I, I'm thinking you could start to see the same thing with the Wii U. People jumping into it now that um, the Switch is here. I think people are going to move over to it. In fact, they already have. In fact, this the collecting cycle is now accelerated. It used to be, you know, you got like a few years after a system died and that was the best time to, to start collecting. I think maybe the best time to collect for the Wii U has already passed. Okay, that's interesting. Yes. So, I mean, I feel like some people, like you wouldn't realize it, but I, I think you're already behind the eight ball. Um, yeah, like with the N64, I mean, think about it. You had... You had years to kind of start getting your feet under you and say, oh, yeah, I think I'm going to collect the N64. And then you had some time. And then, I mean, it started to blow up and get really big. I think in, like, 2012 is when it, like, I think it hit, like, a critical mass and uh, people came out of the woodwork on it. But with the Wii U, people are already there. Like, games are already starting to trend up over, like, $70 and $80, which compared to something like Super Nintendo or N64, their most expensive games aren't that expensive. But people have already started to identify it, you know, as a, as a collector's system, which I think is weird, right? Yes. So, yeah, I, I think if you really wanted to collect for the Wii U, you probably should have got in about a year ago, six months ago, before the library was completely dead. Because it, it had this point where people knew it was dead. You know, it was basically on life support until the official plug was pulled, which are still supposed to be three games that come out, and we'll talk about those later. But, you know, people started to sell it off, 
and not all of the rare games were known. People started to collect and kind of pinpoint, oh, I think this is rare, I think that's rare, and games, weird games started to go up in value. Is it too late to start collecting for it? No, I think you're still okay now. Some of the games you're going to have to pay for a little bit, but you have the benefit now of the Switch is here, so the complete sell-off has been... So you're going to be able to find lots on Craigslist and eBay that have really good players' games, like your Marios, your Zeldas, your Mario Karts and stuff. Those games, the popular games, you're going to be able to get bundle lots on those and probably get them for less than you would have before. Okay. Uh, when they were still like mainly in the market and being able to be sold to GameStop for like 20 or 30 bucks. Now I think you're going to start to see those at 20 and $15, and the price is going to is going to get uh, lower on those, but on the rare titles, the stuff people have already decided had a low print run, those ones are going to eke up. And that's the weird thing about the Wii U. There wasn't many re-releases or prints on these games. So sometimes a game came out, it had one print run, and then it, once it left the store, you never saw it again. It just didn't okay. exist. And I've been told, and I don't know for a fact, but I've been told by some Canadian collectors, Cat, that some of the games didn't even come there that we got in North America. And then Canada also has like a few weirdly specific variants. They're not called Canadian variants or anything, but they have like French language text on them. So you okay. would assume it's Canadian, a uh, Canadian variant anyways. Um, so yeah, it, it's kind of a weird system to collect for. Okay, well, I'm kind of curious if somebody is going to start collecting for this now or already has, like, what big box items should they look out for if they're looking to have those things? Well, it's good to target big box kind of sooner than later, right? Everyone always goes after the big boxes, and those ones always command money. And now is the best time to start getting those. If you're going to knock them off your list, don't wait two years. uh, Because, one, anyone who loves the nicest ones... The best condition ones will get snapped up, and yes. the ones that will start to circulate in the market will be lower condition ones, or they'll pass through hands, right? So I'll have it, and I'll, I'll decide I don't want it, so I'll sell it, and then that guy decides he wants to sell it. So the more traffic those boxes get, the more they're shipped, just the structural integrity of them starts to break down. There's more likely they're going to be damaged. So sooner the better on big boxes. Um, and there are some good ones to go after. Anything that came exclusively with a Wiimote, and it is a good thing to look after. So you've got your Nintendo Land with a, a Luigi remote. That's a really good one to go after. It's one of the more expensive games on the system in this big box. So you can get that. Uh, it trends for about $150. Be careful when um, you're looking at sites like Game Value Now and uh, price charts for this kind of stuff because it doesn't always they don't always nail these weird variants. So just want to throw that caveat out there. Um, other good ones to start looking for, Kat, I know you love these, are the Skylanders <laughs> Dark Edition. Oh, yeah, they're my favorite. Yeah, Kat's super into Skylanders, just in case you didn't know. I know she doesn't like to talk about it. Did I embarrass you on the podcast? Was I not supposed to say that? No, I'm just sitting here shaking my head, but I'm realizing that that really doesn't translate into the recording. So you were shaking your head, yes, you were nodding. Okay. No, I was yeah. shaking my head like, I don't know what to do with you. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'm sorry. You don't know what to do with me because I've just outed you as being a huge Skylanders fan. I'm sorry. All right. Gosh. I- I'll, I'll let you in on a little secret. I really don't love them. <laughs> you, I heard you really do love them. Okay. Anyways, we're just going to move on. <laughs> okay, the, dark fine, ed- the Dark Edition ones are pretty good to get. The Superchargers one, which is not the most recent one, uh, but the one before, the one that had the 
weird amiibo slash Skylander, uh, like Donkey Kong in it, and uh, King Koopa, or Bowser, whatever. Um, that one isn't that hard to find. That one's pretty pretty ubiquitous. You can you can find that for like thirty or forty bucks. But Trap Team is probably the hardest one, followed by uh, Swap Force. Those okay. ones, the Dark Edition ones, the regular ones aren't that hard to find, but the, the specifically the Dark Edition ones are kind of a pain. Interesting. And yeah. what about like variants and things like that? Because with every system, there are always some of those weird variants, and some are, you know, hidden gems in terms of being a really valuable asset to a collection. So what about looking out for those? Uh, well, you're right. Uh, some of the variants are also big boxes, and here's like the two big. Uh, big box, also variants that you're gonna, you're gonna want to look out for. It's Hyrule Warriors Nintendo World uh, only exclusive, so it came in a big box that you know it was only sold in the Nintendo store. I don't have numbers. People say it was like a two thousand. Some people say it was a thousand. There wasn't a lot of those for Hyrule Warriors. That's like your most expensive title on the system too. That's gonna run you from anywhere from five hundred to fifteen hundred dollars. I've seen it close for that much. So that's a game that has been identified as valuable and has stayed valuable and hard to find forever. But it's just Hyrule Warriors. The actual game pack inside isn't a special game pack. Um, it's the same box and everything inside of it. It just comes with a scarf. Okay. So aside from that, it, it's the same box. And similar to this is a Mario Kart 8 Nintendo World exclusive. So these are the two only Nintendo World exclusives. Again, came in a big box. And this one came with a blue shell, like an exclusive blue shell accessory. But the actual, you know, case is the exact same case that you'd find on a regular one. So is that necessary to complete the set? No. Uh, you could buy the regular ones, have the exact same games. But as far as collector's items, these are your two hot-button collector's items. And there's also a lot of weird variants. So, like, these are the two big ones, right? Big box, super expensive ones. The Skylanders, Darks, those are also considered variants. A lot of these big box are considered variants. But you also have a lot of variants that are just, like, silly variants, like not-for-resale variants that you didn't realize they were a pack-in. And that's that's hard to identify on the Wii U. Do you know where it is, Kat, where, where the not-for-resale is listed on the Wii U games? It's on the back by the UPC, isn't it? Yep, it's little... Okay. Like, you've seen that little tiny text off yep. to the left of the UPC... So a lot of times you won't even know you've got that unless you turn around and look at it. It's not like back in the Genesis days where they put like a giant not for resale. You couldn't miss it on the front of the stupid thing. So if you didn't know where it was on these games, you could possibly miss it if you're just like you got something and you're like, oh, I already have this and you didn't check and sold it. I guess it would be easy enough to miss. Oh, yeah, super easy to miss. So one of the other weird ones is uh, Darksiders 2, Jeopardy, and Wheel of Fortune. They were under THQ, but they got a re-release by Nordic Games, which is like, and now like if you see some of the Nordic titles, it says Nordic slash THQ, but these ones specifically became just, you know, Nordic releases as at their second print. So that's like a weird thing to look out for. There's also some like uh, GameStop and Walmart exclusives. Like Assassin's Creed has a Assassin's Creed Black Flag specifically has a Walmart and a GameStop exclusive, and that's on the cover. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man has a, a Walmart variant. Lego Jurassic Park and Lego Marvel Superheroes, though, aside from the New York bundles, 
these are the two that you want to target if you're looking for high dollar variants that are also big boxes, hard to find that you probably wouldn't realize. Okay. And these two Lego boxes had pack-ins with figures. So the Jurassic Park box comes in this super wide box, and I don't know why, but it's it's doesn't fit in the scale with the other big boxes at all. And then the Marvel superheroes one is more more of a regular size. It's not a super big box, but it's at least in line. It's not quite as wide. It's about as wide as a normal game. These both come with minifigures, and these were both store exclusives. The Lego one was a Target exclusive. The Marvel superheroes, uh, which comes with an Iron Patriot figure that came from Walmart. The Jurassic World one came with a Doctor Wu minifigure. So that's a thing. Um, some of them came with posters inside. You've got different colored boxes. Pokemon Tournament, the first print, uh, has a little tag on it that says, you know, Mewtwo Amiibo card inside. That's the only way to find that is there. You've also got Splinter Cell. Has like This is a weird one that you guys should keep your eye out on. Splinter Cell Blacklist has a special edition, which we believe is Canadian only, because uh, it has French language text on it. And then it also has a GameStop edition, which you rarely ever see. So Okay. Yeah, that's like a weird one. And again, anything with uh, anyone with a Wiimote, like look look for those because those are like really the ones you you want to target. Also, like I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the other Zelda Collector's Edition, like uh, the Wind Waker Collector's Edition. That's also a big box with a, a figure in it, with a, like a little Ganon figure. You've got the Xenoblade ones, your Tokyo Mirage sessions. You know, those those are good ones to target. Uh, other ones that had Wiimotes, though, just, like, I guess we can throw them out there. There's not that many. Just Dance 2014, Just Dance 2015, also a Target exclusive, pain in the ass. Uh, Mario and Sonic Sochi Olympics, that came with a Wiimote. The Nintendo Land with the Luigi remote we talked about. And the Wii Party U with Wiimote uh, Plus. So that's a Wiimote bundle, but it that's also the only way that came. Even though you might see that game outside of the big box because people stripped it out. But really, it to be the true first print edition of it, it should be in that box. There was no like re-release, just that the case and disc only. It specifically came in that bundle. Okay. And that that's also true for We Fit You, though it also came with the balance board package. But the standard one with the little We Fit meter and uh, We Sing You is also like that. Even if you see it shrink wrapped or any of the Skylanders games, those came only in big boxes. So just be cautious of those. And then I have another question, speaking of being on this thing of variants and things to watch out for. So I'm assuming, like with most consoles, and you have to bear with me because I unfortunately don't know a lot about the Wii U, um, that there are consoles that are more expensive than others just because of the, the nature of them or what they are, so to speak. Absolutely. And actually, for the Wii U, this is one of my favorite things about them. I really liked the console boxes for the Wii U. I thought they did a nice job artistically making them interesting to look at because the first two boxes were super boring and that standard like Nintendo, Wii U, bluish packing, you're like, okay, boring to look at. But then they really stepped it up. They had like, you know, a couple of Mario ones, some Mario Kart bundles, a Splatoon and Smash Brothers one. Uh, but then they had these two, which are the the Skylanders one is is unique that it's like wide and it comes with a Skylander in it and the portal. So it's basically a game packed in there as well with the portal and a, an exclusive Skylander. So that's a pretty rare variant to find. 
uh, as far as Nintendo boxes. Also, it was a white Wii U, and it was only an 8 gig. So that's like a thing. And then the other one, which is a really cool box. I don't have this one yet, but I want it. Even if I just get the box, is the Zombie U one. That's probably your most expensive bundle, at least in the U.S. And the, globally, they had tons of sweet boxes. Like, yeah, there's a Zelda box here that was really cool. But then there's so many other good boxes like that the rest of the globe got. So take a look at those if you haven't seen them. Oh, that's interesting. I had no idea there were so many of them. Oh, yeah. there There's like... Because you would think that the console didn't do that well, so why is there like, I don't know, how many are there here? How many variants? Like, at least 10? 15, at least, bundles? And then like the Mario Kart one has three variants to the Mario Kart bundle. There's a Mario Kart bundle with Nintendo Land. There's a Mario Kart bundle with uh, a Wiimote and Wheel, or uh, specifically a red Wiimote. And then there's the Mario Kart bundle with the DLC packs that were released for it as well. I feel like that's a lot of them considering it is a small library. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 15. 160 games, there's 15 different console bundles, at least. And I'm sure there's other small variants in there as well. Well, that, that's a lot. <laughs> I, I mean, I think it would look really cool for display purposes, but that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it, it is a lot. I, I have a few. Uh, the Mario Maker one is also really cool, if you haven't seen that okay. one. That's a good one. It also came with an Amiibo packed into it, the, the classic 8-bit Mario. So yeah, the the boxes cool. were just really cool. Anyways, yeah, if you're into hardware, this is a good system to collect for that. The Wii U offers a lot of depth in collecting for such a small library. There's some like really good accessories you can get. Uh, I love the Wii U, uh, the Wii Pad, the faceplate covers they have. They made them for some of the popular franchises, Mario, Zelda, Splatoon, Smash, and stuff. So you can get like cool remote covers. I think Hori did those. And then there's some other third-party ones, as other other third-party ones, you know, different controllers and stuff. They have all the Wii motes that you can get for it. So if you're into accessories and controllers, it's a good system to pick up. If you're into different console boxes, it's a good system to pick up. If you're into just being able to complete a set because it's not that many games, also a good set. And if you love like particular variants, there's a lot because you get a lot of weird-ass sticker variants. There's a lot of like different text variants too like especially between canadian releases and u.s releases like sometimes it'll say uh it'll have a sticker it says like family game of the year on uh, mario world 3d and then there's no okay. sticker on other releases and then uh, sonic for instance what what does the sonic one say um sonic has let me i wrote it down so let me make sure i get it just right sonic all-star racing transformed has bonus edition like in red along the top of it and then there's one that says no bonus edition like it doesn't <laughs> say it doesn't say no bonus it's just like there's no bonus edition on it and that's actually the reprint you would think the bonus edition would be the second print like they added stuff to it but it was the first print that had the bonus stuff oh that does seem very backwards to me yeah and then like sonic lost world had a foil cover in the first print and then it was just like a color cover in the second print, uh, there's a Skylanders um, Color Alive, uh, but it's Skylanders Trap Team Color Alive, and it comes with a slip over it that you would color. That's like a weird variant. There's lots oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, there's lots of just dumb stickers like, oh, you know, concession, $10 in concession here. You know, some of them have like printed uh, 
just like printed text variants. So like Rabbids Land, and then Rabbids Land with perfect party like list like in yellow <laughs> yellow blue letters. So you get a lot of stuff like that. There's a lot of dumb variants. And oh yeah, another good one. One of my favorites is the Pac-Man Ghostly Adventures. One of them says poster included, and you get a glow in the dark poster if you get the right one. So. Look for that. And then, like I said, all the not-for-resales, which are available. There's tons of this stuff. I don't have them all documented because there's so many dumb sticker variants and stuff. But, yeah, you could go nuts. Even, like, the Zelda, they're the first edition of Wind Waker that is not the special edition. The special edition has the foil cover in the box if you open it. But it was also at retail, a full, like the golden foil cover. But then they just released later uh, just a full-color edition of it of the print instead of the gold foil. But then there was also a Nintendo Selects version of it. So if you're into variants, this could also be your system. Well, yeah, it sounds like if you were into variants, you could have a really big <laughs> collection to collect for, really. Oh, yeah, you could take this, like, 162, probably going to, like, 165 games, well over 200, and you could get into the 250 range easy, I think. Okay, well, I think it's, uh, it sounds like a cool system, especially if you want to have like all these accessories and big boxes and things like that. I think for display purposes, it would be really cool. Yeah, uh, I, I think that's true. I, I did collect for it. I've completed the set, except for some games that haven't come out yet. BT dubs, the games that have not come out yet, probably will come out, is Cars 3, supposed to come out this June. Uh, Darksiders Warmaster Edition, that's Darksiders 2 Warmaster. That's supposed to come out. I heard it is. I haven't actually seen if it is out yet. And um, Axiom Verge is supposed to be a game that comes to the Switch. Some of the games that were coming to the Switch were later canceled. I keep saying Switch. To the Wii U were later canceled and moved over to the Switch. Um, But Axiom Verge is still supposed to come out on the Wii U last I heard. And so is Cars 3 and, and Darksiders. And of course, that... You know, Just Dance 2018, you know that's coming to the Wii U. They haven't and I know you're so yet. excited. I am so pumped that the last game that I will probably ever buy for this system will be a Just Dance. So oh, excited. Yeah, uh, if I'm really lucky, there'll be a Just Dance Gold variant for it as well. Just what you always wanted. It is. In fact, it's all I want. So if yeah. Ubisoft could do that for me, and I know they will, because, hey, there was Just Dance 2017 for the Wii, not the oh, Wii my U, God. for the Wii that came out. You gotta figure the Wii U is a shoe in. Yeah, I would say if that came out for the Wii and it didn't come out for the Wii U, there's something terribly wrong. Yeah, well, I mean, the other thing is that's actually just how well the Wii sold and for how long it sold. That yes. Ubisoft thought they could still make a profit by putting out a few Wii copies. That's crazy. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, because that system would have been dead for a long time and, you know, Ubisoft's keeping it alive. Yeah, they're not ready to give up on it. Nope. Uh, We talked briefly about this, too, um, collecting for it. I've talked a whole bunch. But why don't you kind of run through what some of the expensive games are as listed by price charts and kind of game value on Just give our caveats on those lists just so we can tell people a few games they should look to identify if they're going to get into collecting this. Okay, so there's Legend of Zelda, the Wind Waker HD limited edition. Right, that's the one with the figure. Yes. Hello Kitty Cruisers. Oh, that sounds just wonderful. It, it, it's a kart racer and it got super popular for a while. The price has cooled a bit, but yeah, you're probably still looking at like 70 to 100 on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, super Smash Bros. Uh, with the controller bundle. Right. Oh yeah, I forgot to list that under the controller bundle because it wasn't a Wiimote bundle. It, 
it was the uh, GameCube controller. Well, then there's another thing, another collectible thing. Uh, Turbo Super Stunt Squad. Yes, this is a movie game based on a snail. So this is one of the most expensive games out there for the Wii, especially like non-limited editions. I don't know why, but it is. It's just hard to find. Okay, interesting. The Crude's Prehistoric Party. Another amazing game based on a movie. Okay, that's cool. I was like, I have no idea what this is. Uh Uh-huh, it's terrible. Uh, Mario and Sonic at the Rio 2016 Olympic Games. Yeah, and that's an interesting one because people said it didn't get a a second print because it sounds like one of the characters cusses in it. Oh, no. I believe it sounds like it drops a C-bomb. I'm not sure if that's true uh, or not. And I think, God, what it's like the red character. It's not Sonic. I'm gonna get killed someone's gonna someone knows but i think it is it the echidna or it's not knuckles i think it's a female character i think maybe i'm just conflating that but uh yeah that's that's the reason people say i don't know if that's true or not but that's that what that's what goes around okay and that's interesting and a few more devil's third yeah that was like that whole thing where that was hard to find for a minute but that cooled off a lot uh tokyo mirage session special edition Yep. Xenoblade Chronicles X. Yep. And Funky Barn. I want to know what this is. <laughs> well, Funky Barn was like one of the most expensive games for a while. Uh, okay. Aside from the Smash Limited Edition. Uh, and then it it's like, I don't know what it is, but I think it was uh, like an iPhone game for a while. And yeah, it's, it's a game and it's got like a big sheep on the cover, like an animated sheep. So you can check that out. I'm going to have to check that out because I find that to be a hilarious name. Yeah, so it was like identified just as a, as a rare game early. It was like one of the first times when it was still in print. Like that in Devil's Third, they said, oh, these are rare. They don't have many of them out there. Go get them quick. And it, it caused kind of a price spike on those. Oh, okay, that's interesting. What a, what a ridiculous name, though. <laughs> yeah, Funky Barn, get there. Yeah, it makes me laugh. I'm definitely, after we finish this, I am, like, YouTubing it for, like, a, a, a playthrough clip. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, tell me what you think of that later. On the next episode, we'll, yes. Kat will give her review of Funky Barn, so look forward to that. I'm not actually going to play it. I'm just going to watch people play it, and then I'm going to review it. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I will throw out a few more games, too, just to, to add to this list of things you should keep your eye out for. Warriors uh, Orochi... Uh, Disney Planes Fire and Rescue, that one's kind of hard to get. We already mentioned Turbo Stunt Squad. Angry Birds Trilogy, Barbie Dream House. <laughs> you know how I love the Barbie games, but yeah, that Barbie Dream House game is kind of hard to find. And some of the Monster High ones are kind of hard to find. Okay. Ra- Rapella Pro Bass Fishing, definitely a hard one to find. Sniper Elite, a little bit difficult. FIFA 13, it's really the only soccer game, so I don't know if it's rare or just people keep it. Uh, yeah. Same with like the Madden on it. Uh, and Wii Sports Club. So okay. So those are some other ones you should keep your eyes out on. Interesting. Yeah. So that that's kind of your Wii U. Should you collect for it? Only if you like everything we just said about it, or if that's like a world you want to get yourself into. I would say if we were going to compare libraries, I would say that the Wii U library might be better than the N64 library. I haven't done like a game by game, but that's that's my gut feeling. But I'm also super biased because you guys know I don't like the N64 and I do like the Wii U. Okay, well, but I, I could 
I just want to hazard though. I could say my I could see myself flipping on that in time too, like looking back from time, going, oh yeah, no, this library was actually garbage, and you should never touch <laughs> that system again. And I predict that could happen because, like as you saw, Mario Kart 8 released on the Switch, right? And people were really upset about this, and I think I went into this, but look, you have the system that didn't do pretty well, but it had some great games on it. Why keep those games prisoners on a bad system or a system that didn't sell well and when you can bring them to a system that people like and will play? So I'm I'm hoping they do that with some of the, the best games on the system. Okay, well, that makes sense. Yeah, because there, there's some good ones out there, like the Smash Brothers, yeah. There, you know, there, there's some good stuff in here. You got awesome. like Rodea the Sky Soldier. Oh, that's a special edition that's also hard to find. Um, you know, maybe there's not that many great games in there, but there sure is some fun ones. So we'll see. I, I bet, I bet the libraries actually kind of, kind of stack up pretty similar to each other. So that, okay. that that'll be interesting. Well, that's good to know. All right, I think we're done talking about it. All right, that's it. That's all you've got to say. <laughs> Yeah, I've said quite a bit. Okay, well, it was all informative, so that's good. Okay, yeah, this was one of our information episodes. So well, that is are, important. Yeah, well, I mean, we are a collector's podcast, too, so we we want to make sure we hit that note once in a while. It can't just be the Johnny Rant podcast, because if we did, we'd have to expand ourselves well beyond games. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, and I, I mean, I have some good ones, so, you know, just you let me know if that's what you want. <laughs> I, I, so many things I don't like. So many things I can complain about. You're welcome. I mean, people would find it interesting. I hear some of the the non related, non gaming related Johnny rants, and they are entertaining. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we could also make this a Harry Potter podcast because I know too much about that. Things, <laughs> things I know about Magic the Gathering. Which oh is my god. Yeah. Kat no, really we're not lo- talking about that. Oh come on, Cat. No. You love Magic the Gathering. I don't know anything about it, and I'd like to keep it that way. Oh, ooh, now I just want to send you Magic no, the Gathering. No, no, we're not getting into that. <laughs> well, Magic is an interesting thing, because do you consider it, like, when you play it online, do you consider it a game? Like a, a, a computer game, or is it still a card game? Would it be considered a video game? You're putting a lot of thought into this. Oh, I'm trying to get you to answer a question. What do you think? I'm not going there. <laughs> okay. Well, you I got... refuse to talk about it. All right, I will ask everybody else, what do you guys think? Do you think games like Magic the Gathering, which sometimes have games on systems, like on the PlayStation there was definitely Magic games, do you think playing Magic Online is a video game or is it still just a card game? Because there are card games also on video game consoles. Like you can play Uno, but you consider that a video game? Is that playing video games still? So what would you call playing Magic the Gathering online? Video game or still just card game? You let me know. Okay. Why can't it be a video card game? Well, I mean, I think it could be, uh, but I think some people be like, nah, that's just a card game. You okay. weren't playing games. Like if I said, if we said, hey, what are you playing this week? And I said, I'm playing Magic the Gathering online. That's a video game. I think people might go, you weren't playing a video game. That's not what we meant. Okay, I, I see your point, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, on that note, let's transition. What what have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing a little more ukulele, not a whole lot, though um, I do have some time off next week, so I'm hoping to really get into that. Though it's hard to be inside if the weather's nice, so that's my 
nighttime after it gets dark thing. <laughs> oh, see, and it's so easy for me to be inside when it is nice out. Oh, no, I want to get out. But you see, it's warm always there. We get snow and stuff. I have to capitalize on it. <laughs> All right, fine, 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 fine. Um, Okay, what'd you buy? I know you bought stuff. Um, well, I didn't buy stuff so much as I bought stuff a long time ago and it came. I think that might be a better way of putting it. Stuff arrived. Um, you you got new games this week. I, I got one anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, what is it? Okay. So it's called, and I sent Johnny a picture of this because, you know, it's important. It's called Dream World Pogi. It's a, a Kickstarter. It's an NES game. The reason why I got it is there are animated there is animated food in it. <laughs> yes, it's like animated candy and junk food. Yes, yeah. So on the back of the box, it says I, I um when I funded the Kickstarter, I got the one with the cartridge and the box because I think the box is cool, kind of for display and stuff like that. So it says race through fifteen sugar coated levels of arcade action with everybody's lovable pet fluffle. That's a word. <laughs> uh, Pogi. And so there's Candyland, Desert Valley, Jelly Mountain, Toffee Run, Slippy Whippy, though I think that sounds incredibly dirty. All right. Is it Desert <laughs> Valley or Dessert Valley? Oh, yeah. Sorry. I'm really tired. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's Dessert. Boom. Did it. But there but, are pyramids. Okay, right. They're pyramids. pyramids. No. Yeah. So, when you showed me yeah. the picture, my brain read Desert because I was looking at the pyramid. And then I'm like, no, that's Dessert. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. you're totally right. <laughs> yeah, no, they they made that confusing on purpose. Screw you guys oh. for trying to trick us. Absolutely. Not going to trust anybody who calls anything slippy whippy. <laughs> so I have yet to play it. Uh, it only just came, but I'm going to hopefully pop it in in the next few days. So I'll let you know if it's good or terrible. I really only bought it for the fact that it has animated desserts and such in it um not necessarily to play it though i would be pleasantly surprised if i pop it in and it is fun all right cool reasonable reasonable pickups this week yes well one anyway so what about you what have you been playing and i know you've bought stuff so that's not even a question well i mean there's been times when i didn't buy stuff yeah few and far okay well yeah i bought stuff uh, <laughs> what am i playing i played a little more zelda god not enough though that's depressing um, <laughs> i'm gonna beat that game one year probably not this year 2018 i'm targeting for beating okay. that cool um yeah no hopefully i beat it in the next month or two but yeah purchases i bought some super nintendo games boy did it feel good <laughs> and that's then also, something you haven't said in a long time i know i love buying super nintendo games i got a captain novalin variant with the sleeve on it so you were talking about sweets, and I'm talking about a game that focuses on diabetes. So <laughs> when you get diabetes from from playing that game, this game will tell you how to manage it. So that's nice. Oh, well, that's interesting. Yep. And then I bought the Where in Time is Carmen San Diego big box for the Super Nintendo, but it keeps saying it can't be delivered as addressed. So that means my eBay seller did not write my address properly on it, which means they probably hand-wrote it instead of printing it out because I know my address is correct um, in eBay. So that's disappointing. I'm hoping that comes. But I was super excited to get both of those. They're like, I mean, I obviously have them, but these are variants because the, right. the slipcover on Captain Novalin was like a library or, or a doctor's, it was a doctor's checkout. So it says like loaned to and you would put your name on the sleeve. That goes over the game. Oh, interesting. Yep, and the Carmen Sandiego one comes with a an encyclopedia. Or no, that one comes with an almanac. Yeah, that one comes with an almanac. 
Interesting. And I bought a Jurassic Park. So <laughs> that was fun because it was a variant cover. I mean, it's basically the same cover, but one says, like, now a major motion picture, play it again. So it's got, like, a big orange text bubble on it. So I bought that, and yeah. Then I bought, like, 100 PlayStation 1 games. <laughs> All right, that's something. Yep. Uh, well, I bought them as a lot because I, I'm still dabbling whether I'm going to get into this PS1 set collect thing that I'm thinking about. Okay, yep. Because it's like 1,300 games. But I'm at like 700, so, you know. And I got an amazing lot of DS games. It's not that many. In fact, it's only seven. But the title quality is so high in this lot that I paid $18 for. I want you just to know what at least two of them are. Barbie. Of course. Okay, Jet Set and Style, because you know I love my Barbie games. Yeah, oh, without a doubt. Um, and then my hashtag for, if you remember our guest, JBAM, um, I bought this one specifically thinking of him because he has this whole hashtag, if you're unaware, where he likes to see uh, pictures of horses or horse games or ponies or unicorns or anything like that. Um, so that's uh, Pony Up for J is the hashtag if you want to contribute to that. And this one is My Little Pony uh, Party, uh, Pinkie Pie's Party. So I was super excited that was in there. <laughs> and then pets with a Z, P-E-T-Z, dogs with a Z, two, <laughs> pets, right. dogs, it's pets, dogs, two, thanks, thanks for that. That's something. Oh yeah, uh, horrible. And then this game is called Paws and Claws Pampered Pets. And it's got like wow. a dog in a bubble bath and it's drinking. It, well, it's kind of like shampoo and stuff, but the shampoo bottle definitely looks like a juice bottle. Yeah, it's got like a chihuahua in, in a robe and a headband and a cat with like a diamond necklace on. But these are clearly all photoshopped onto the animals. Like even the dog in the bubble bath is photoshopped. It, it's amazingly stupid looking. Well, that sounds like you got a whole lot of very quality titles. Yep. Uh, can I read you the back real quick? Oh, yeah, sure. Go for it. <laughs> Only the best for your pets. Luxury and extravagance are the way of life at Paws and Claws Pampered Pets Spa. Let the pampering begin. Time for TLC. Welcome your client to your Paws and Claws Pet Spa to style and spoil your pets as they become the star of the industry. Yeah. There you go. Well, that was something. Tell me you didn't enjoy it. I don't know what to say about it. It was definitely something, though. Yeah. Thanks, THQ, for this gem. <laughs> well, as long as you're happy with them, that's good enough, I guess. It makes me laugh. So, uh, in in essence, yes, I, I am happy with it. Okay. Well, that's good. Paws and claws. Pampered pets, everybody. Get them. They're rare. <laughs> All right, then. All right. Uh, anything else you want to throw out there, put on, into the world? No, I think I'm good. You're good? All right, I'm yeah. good, too. All right. Okay. I got no rants, no no more jokes. I got nothing. Stay Tired. tuned for next time. There will be more. <laughs> yeah, probably. probably. Yeah, there will be. All right. Cool. Uh, until next time, we will we'll talk to you. Cat, where can we find you on Instagram? You can find me on Instagram at Katsylvania, K-A-T-S-E-L-V-A-N-I-A. 
And I'm Johnny underscore Iucci. That's J-O-H-N-N-Y underscore I-U-C-C-I at Instagram and GameOverJohnny.com.